maybe from the 1970s when the Los Angeles Rams was known as the Prison Forsum because of that defensive line. Or maybe you were in the city of St. Louis, the gateway to the Midwest, where the greatest show on turf brought home the first ever Super Bowl championship. Or maybe you in the here and now with the Rams back in LA, winners of Super Bowl 56. You can rock Eric Dickinson. You can rock Marshall Fowl, Isaiah Bruce, and Kurt Warner. Or maybe you rocking Cooper Cup, Aaron Donnay, Matthew Stafford. It doesn't matter, but when it comes to this, it's all about the Los Angeles Rams. Horns up, Rams house. Time to talk Rams football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? It is a Thursday, January 18, 2024. The Playmakers here. I'm here. And sadly to say, this is the episode that's going to close out season four of Ramley Talk, unfortunately. We already know what happened, but I'm going to recap what took place up in Detroit on Super Wild Card Weekend. That was indeed the game of the week, the best game of the week. So Super Wild Card Weekend wasn't a didn't finish well for us, but can't be too mad, can't be too disappointed. It is what it is. We're going to recap that game. We're going to dive into some off-season outlooks, some key dates and stuff like that. And then that will be it for Season 4 of Remedy Talk, man. And first, before I do that, I want to give a special thanks to everybody. I mean, special thanks to everybody who has been a follower of Remedy Talk because through this four seasons that I have done Remedy Talk, we have reached over 7,000 downloads. That is I am very grateful and thankful to everybody who takes time out of the day, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour out of their day to listen to Ram and talk, listen to me talking about the Rams football team. I enjoy doing so much of it. I am very thankful for it. So we're going to close this season out, season four with a bang, and then look forward to season five. But first and foremost, let's get to it. Talking all LA Rams. Super Wild Card Weekend, Game of the Week, Sunday Night Football in Motor City, Ford Field, when we took on the Detroit Lions, the first home playoff game for Detroit in over 30 years. The first time they won the NFC North title in over 30 years, a lot on the line. It, the main story of this game was obviously Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and Jericho going against the Rams and Sean McVay. So much to forward to. Told you, this was the game of the week. It was the game of the week of the zone Sunday night football, and it lived up to the game of the week because how they played on Sunday night football. Best game by far. Nobody would dispute that. Matter of fact, it was the only game that was close. Almost a wild card weekend. The Cowboys got blown out. The Chiefs handled the Dolphins very well. The shocking Houston Texans took care of the Cleveland Browns in a shocking fashion, okay? The Eagles didn't show up in down in Tampa. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers got boat race out of Buffalo. So wherever you look at outside of Detroit, these games on Wildcard Weekend didn't live up to the hype, but this game did. It was to see who will move on to the divisional round. Will the Rams be heading somewhere else to continue their playoff run, or will Detroit be hosting another playoff game? Well, the Detroit Lions 24-23 win over the Los Angeles Rams. You cannot be mad at that, and trust me, there's some stuff that people are mad about. I'm not. 
Did it hurt? Once that final whistle blew? It sure did. Yep, it definitely, definitely hurt. Definitely was something that I wasn't prepared for, but it happens. So, I mean, what can you say? Matthew Stafford had a hell of a game. Jared Goff had a hell of a game. The two quarterbacks that was mainly featured in this game both showed up. Matthew Stafford, 25 for 36, 367 through the air, two touchdowns, uh, a rating of 120.9, quarterback rating of 75.4. Jared Goff, on the other hand, 22 for 27, 277 yards in the air, one touchdown, a QBR of 74.6, uh, my bad, 74.6, and an overall rating of 121.8. I mean, these guys were going at it. They would not let their team be down. The running games on both sides didn't really do much. You know, the Rams ran the ball 17 times for 68 yards. Detroit, 25 carries for 75 yards. I mean, these two guys were going there, and then the rookie sensation, poking the cool, set another record for rookies, this time in the playoff with nine catches, 181 yards, set a rookie record for debut in the touchdown. I'm a Rod St. Brown, the all-pro wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, who should be in the Pro Bowl, okay? Seven carries, 110 yards, and a critical second and 10 catch to end the game because I give Dan Campbell this credit. He looked at that sideline, and he noticed number nine was over there. Do I really want to give that guy another crack at taking this game from us when it's been 30 long years? since this city can celebrate a playoff victory, especially with it being at home. Dan Campbell said, no, came out of a timeout, said, Jared Goff, we put it in your hands. This is the play call, you do it. Jared Goff goes to his number one target. Uh, Mariah St. Brown, they hooked up, and it essentially ends the game. We couldn't get the ball back. Nevertheless, hey, I can't be mad, man. It was a hell of a game. I mean, then you go, the team statistics, Look at it. We had 22 first downs. They had 23. I mean, both teams were three for nine on third down. Both teams converted fourth down fourth down conversions. Both teams had 55 plays. Both teams had eight drives. Both teams punted twice. <laughs> Whatever you look is damn near even until you get to the bottom. That's in the red. Red zone. The Rams went 0 for 3. The Detroit Lions went three for three. That's the difference right there. The Rams keep three field goals and I'll show it to you. Three field goals by the Rams in the red zone. In the first quarter, 24-yard field goal by Brent Maher. Then you go down to the third quarter, 27-yard field goal. Then the fourth quarter, 29-yard field goal. For the Detroit Lions, on the other hand, they're Montgomery, one-yard touchdown run. Jameer Gills, 10-yard touchdown run. Sam Laporta, two-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff. 21 points for the Detroit Lions, nine points for the Rams. Plus 12 Detroit. They beat us by one. They beat us by one. And one of them red zones turned to a touchdown. We having a whole different conversation here today on Ramley Talk. Shout out to Snowman. Thank you for tuning in, Snowman. Appreciate you chiming in. 
But if those one field goals return to touchdowns, we're having a different conversation. We're not losing by one. We're winning, and we're on the Tampa to play them in an original round. Instead, Tampa is going to Detroit. That's the difference. Red zone. We kick three field goals in the red zone. There's nowhere around it. Our touchdowns were pretty much deep passes. Puka Nakua, 50-yard touchdown pass. Tutu Atwood, 38-yard touchdown pass. Those were our only touchdowns. But deep was deep passes. Was our only touchdowns. So things happen. And we all know everybody who has watched football, has the knowledge of football, even played the game of football, you know when it comes to postseason, you can't kick field goals when the other team is scoring touchdowns. That's what happened. Detroit was scoring touchdowns. We were kicking field goals. And we only lost by one point. Kicking field goals, though. One point. So, hey, is it disappointing? Yes. Does it suck? But, hey, Jared Goff did his thing, man. Give it up to the former round, now Detroit Lions, Jared Goff. He did not make that critical mistake that we were looking for him to make. Not only Rams fans, not only Lions fans, but the whole world watching because it was Sunday Night Football. Which Jared Goff we going to get? Is he going to make that pivotal mistake that cost the Lions the game? He didn't make it. He didn't make it. He made he made one bad he made one bad error, but a teammate was there to recover it because he was trying to trying to not get sacked by Aaron Donald. I mean, nobody's going to fight him for that. But number ninety nine is about to come bearing down on your face. You, yeah, you might want to get rid of that football. But he instead of him throwing forward, he threw it backwards. But lucky enough, his tight end was there to hop on it right away to minimize the damage. But that that was the opportunity for that mistake. That was an opportunity. Didn't happen. They put the like I said earlier, Dan Campbell came out of a timeout, second and ten. What do I want to do? You know what? Jericho, I'm putting the game in your hands. You get me 10 yards on this play, or these next two plays, we go home victorious. They give him the play. Ben Johnson calls the play. Him and number I say Brown hook up. Game set match. Jericho made the throw. You get a man credit. I know it's a lot of people in Ram Nation don't like Jericho. Some people praise Jericho because he did take us to the Super Bowl at that time. He did come up smaller than that Super Bowl, however, but it was against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and them. So, you know, more reasons why you, we couldn't stand the weekly even more. But nevertheless, Jericho did his thing. He's the winner. On the losing side, it's Matthew Stafford. Return home to Detroit for the first time after spending 12 years there. You know, I know he's hurt and he's mad about what happened. He's upset, but hey, Matthew Stafford did all he could. The only thing he could have did better was make sure we got the ball in his own, at least one of them drives, instead of kicking field goals. That's probably the only fault Matthew Stafford has in this entire game. The fact that him and him and Sean McVay could not find a way to get the ball in the end zone in the red zone. That's it. Outside of that, Matthew Stafford played a hell of a game. He outdoored, you know, Jared Goff. And he threw for more yards. He threw more touchdowns. Okay. He had a better QBR read. He did the things that you needed to do to win the game, except finding a way to put the ball in the end zone once you got inside the 20 yard line. Outside of that, Matthew Stafford getting nothing but praise for me from that game. He did his thing. 
he tried everything he could just didn't work out the way that we wanted you know and that's the way that is now i know that most people see this right here this is what most of ram nation is talking about this is where uh somebody like matt darusso got on uh first take and did his uh what are you mad about semi talked about this along with another play that involved matthew stafford getting hit twice it's the playoffs so could the refs call that absolutely you can see the tug the pull on the jersey you can see it and it was third down too by the way and booking the club was going to get the first time if he caught that ball just to be honest so we could be having a different conversation if such play is happening nevertheless i'm not i'm not going to go that route i'm not you know it happened they could have called it but they want they let the players decide it on the field which i have no problem with you know cam Sutton got away with one hey it is what it is could put in the cool caught that ball absolutely because he had a similar play earlier in the game in the same situation he went up and caught it knowing he was going to get a hit by two defenders so could the same thing happen on this critical play which was the last offensive play for the ross and absolutely the ref stand throw the flag it happens hey nevertheless it's not about the flag not being thrown it's that's the difference of the game it's the fact that let me go back to it for you right here at the bottom the red zone we was in the red zone three times and we came away with three field goals why detroit came away with 21 points by putting it in the end zone that's the difference in the game now i'm not going to push back too hard if you want to call it about the flag but that's not my focus my focus is the fact that detroit was plus 12 in the red zone then the Rams, and the Rams lost by one that's that's all i'm saying so shout out to y'all shout out to detroit moving on do your thing to see you i can tell you i got timber bay at home see what can y'all get past them and make it to the nfc championship game we'll see about that for the Rams. we home no more los angeles rams football until august for preseason and then the racing kicks off in september you know that's that's where we at right now and that's where it's gonna be okay so with that being said we're gonna take a break right here when we come back we're gonna get into some news some notes and some key dates to look forward to as the rounds going into the offseason after this heartbreaking loss to the detroit lions but hey all good things must come to an end at some point in time we'll be back shooting lights out Joel Embiid has been a monster during his eight-game streak, scoring 35.6 points per game, shooting 55.7 from the field, shooting 52.4% from three-point range, and while averaging 10 rebounds a game during his eight-game winning streak. Carroll is leading the way in my book for Rookie of the Year. Nine-game winning streak that they got going on, because if they do, you're going to see a lot more of this when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies, and don't be surprised when they need mugging you looking like some soup. When they play ball, you see the results. 13 and three in their last 16 games. 
at the nine minute mark in the third quarter. The Portland Trailblazers was up 78 to 53. That is a 25 point. This is after this took place in the second quarter. We going for the second quarter. 25 straight Big East games from last season to this season. They are 0 and 25. This could be catching these last year as the head coach of the Western More of this, less of that. More of this, less of that. Okay? All streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting Lights Out. Masterpiece. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Kylian Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that. Everything Killian Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Killian Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Killian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally, seeing you know the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all honestly was all of a sudden for real. I I explain this. The United States maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future, because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries: the United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the NetFC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ramley Talk. As we get ready to wrap up season four today, after the Rams took a wild card loss in the motor seat against the Detroit Lions, we are ready to rewrap the cap that game. Now, let's go ahead and get some news and notes. And some key dates to look forward to before we wrap it up here. All right. Uh, they did speak on the injury to Tyler Hitby and Kyron Williams. So Tyler Hitby did tear his ACL and MCL against the Lions on that vicious hit that he took, I believe, in the fourth quarter, if I'm correct, in the fourth quarter by uh, Joseph, the safety for Detroit. So most likely we will not be seeing him in the 2024 season. Coming up, Carrion Williams went underwent surgery to fix a broken bone in his hand. That's why he had to leave the game. That's why we couldn't run the ball when we were starting to get the run game going in the fourth quarter. To lose him to a broken hand, broken bone in his hand, that's tough right there. Could be part of could have punched it in. But nevertheless, Carrion Williams should be ready to go for training camp and all the offseason workout stuff like that as we get ready to a 24 season. Tyler Higby most likely going to miss. But Cameron, he'll be ready for the season starts. All right. Puka Nakua named finalist for Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year. He's also for Officer Rookie of the Year, along with CJ Stroud, who I think is going to win. Because let's be honest, CJ Stroud, what he has done with the Houston Texans is unbelievable. 
But man, Puka Nakua breaking the rookie record for catches, the rookie record for receiving yards. What he did in the playoff game against Detroit, breaking that rookie record for receiving yards with 181. Man, I would love for Puka Nakua to come away with some awards. But seeing the fact he's in the same draft class as CJ Stroud, it's going to be kind of hard, man, because CJ Stroud has torched the league. He's literally torched the league. I mean, CJ Stroud been killing it. But Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua should be a close second. Okay, I'm gonna put it like that. He should be no other Ricky should be ahead of Puka Nakua up except for CJ Stroud. That's the only person. That's the only Ricky that should be ahead of Puka Nakua, if anybody, is CJ Stroud. But outside of that, Puka Nakua should be up there. One and two. CJ Stroud Puka Nakua, one or two. Don't care what order you put him in. But damn it, Puka Nakua is either second or he's first. That is it. Okay, that's all I gotta say on that. Now, before I get into some key offseason days, this is what this is what happens preseason, all right? Cause let me take y'all back, cause y'all, cause I know how the season went, and we are fans, okay? We are fans first, but let me take you back to the preseason talk of the Los Angeles Rams, okay? This I got this from FoxSports.com, and it says after putting up a five and two record last season, remember when we uh coming off our Super Bowl win, and we had a Injured year, especially on the offensive line. Okay, the Los Angeles Rams were five and twelve last season. All right, the Rams are minus one twenty two. Hit the over on six and a half wins. We were minus one twenty eight to win seven games this year. Okay, that's according to DraftKings. This is Fox Sports. We're talking about here. Okay, the Rams are at plus six thousand seven forty. And currently not amongst the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. They are plus 292 to earn a playoff spot. This is going into this season. This is what they was talking about going into the season, okay? Making a playoff, plus 292 to win the NFC West, plus 950. And we finished second in the NFC West. We finished second. We finished behind the San Francisco 49ers, okay? Odds to win the Super Bowl, okay. But DraftKings and Fox Sports had us winning less than seven games. We were going to go at least six and 11 or five and 12. Seven and 10 is a possibility. This is what I can continue on. Adam Rink from NFL Network. That's what he had. Seven and 10. He had us going seven and 10. This is Adam Rink from NFL Network. He had us losing 10 games this year. Losing two, 10 games. Okay. Let's go into some other podcasts that even Rams, that cover the Rams. Okay. This is from Turf Showtime. They do a fabulous job coming around. Okay. They do a fabulous job coming around. All right. I'm just happy I get to cover the Rams on my own platform. <laughs> to be, and I'm not even close to their level. So if I ever get close to their level, they paid the way. I'm just going to say that. It says, despite two game losing to the end of the season, the Rams finished 10 and 7, returned to the playoffs in this week. See, this is when they wrote this. This was back in, I want to say May, if I remember correctly, back in May when they released the schedule. Despite a two game losing to the end of the season, because they had us losing to the Giants and the 49ers. The Rams finished 10 and 7, which, yes, they finished 10 and 7. 
Return to the playoffs as the number as the NFC six seed to face Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, the number three seed, and a polarizing matchup of teams with a blurred history, which actually happened. We finished 10 to 7. We traced Detroit in the playoffs. Maybe got knocked off. But they wrote this back in May. This is back in May. They predicted us losing to the Giants and San Francisco 49ers. We're going to go 10 to 7. Will we beat the Giants and the 49ers to go 10 to 7? So shout out to you guys are hitting it right on the nail 10 to 7 to be in the CC and facing Detroit. You guys, turf show times, awesome. These guys are awesome. They hit it right on the head. 10 to 7, we face Detroit as the three as the six seed, and we in the other three seed. Exactly what happens. We got Ram Ryder. Also do a phenomenal job coming around. Phenomenal job coming around. This is what they had. We won't. The 49ers will most likely need this game. The Rams won't. Though I don't think Los Angeles will lay down for its division rival and mail it in for the finale. This is a tough game for the Rams to win no matter what the no matter what the circumstances are. They'll be on the road after just making a cross-country trip to New York. And the 49ers fits Cali could wear on the run from start to finish. The 49ers win. Rams go 7-10 on the season. You have people who work for the NFL Network that was going 7-10. You had DraftKings and Fox Sports saying the likelihood is six wins at the most for the Rams. Now you have a team, Ram Wire, does a phenomenal job. Said, said predicted seven and ten. Turf show times predicted ten and seven. And just for my amusement, I said eleven and six. We went ten and seven. I wasn't all by much. I was all by one game. That's because we let Pittsburgh walk into you know SoFi Stadium and come out victorious. I don't know how that happened, but they did. That game should never went that way, but it did. But hey, it happens. That's why you try to predict. Turf, turf show times got it right on my head. I was one game off. Everybody else, I don't know. Hey, the Rams made y'all look bad. Okay, those who work for the NFL Network, how you like them? Ten and seven made the playoffs. We just got out by a better team. It's all well and good. It's all well. Just want y'all to give you some history of how the preseason looked before y'all. Get down the dumps. Don't get down the dumps because a lot of people didn't have us doing good. They did not have us doing good than what we did. Sean McVay did his best work. His uh, absolute best work with this team, with this roster. Give him that. He should be in a running for coach of the year. Now, they might give it to D'Amico Rice, and I won't push back on that because the Texans did win the division and they win the playoff game, so I won't push back. Sean McVay should be in the top three. Darn it. Sean because nobody had the Rams. Making the playoffs. Nobody had the Rams running more than six games, seven games. They won 10, made the playoffs. Just saying. And speaking of Sean McVay, him and Matthew Stafford are committed to the 2024 season, which is very good. Haven't heard a word from Marindon. I looked around, searched the search, searched all the ribs, searched all the stuff. Haven't heard a word from Marindon, but Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are committed to the 2024 season, which is good. So our offense should be even better. We'll see what Aaron Donald says with the weeks, months to come, if he's going to retire or he's going to come back and give it one more run. I hope Aaron Donald comes back for one more run. Okay? we hope. I hope he comes back for one more run because we're going to need Aaron Donald. Continue to lead this defense. 
who is young, by the way, but they got a lot of experience. They got a lot of playing time. Kobe Turner tied the record with Aaron Donald for sets by a rookie. They're right behind him at eight sets as a rookie is Brian Young from Tennessee, which was good. He still got a young secondary that was going. Now, Raheem Morris is in the room for coach. He just entered for the uh, commander's coaching job today. He has an interview. He's at interview with the Chargers, I believe the Seahawks. I believe the Falcons as well, even though Bill Belichick is having his second interview with the Falcons, so it looked like the Falcons might be going Bill Belichick and Raheem Morris is still named still out there, so he could be getting the head coaching job. So we might be looking for a new defensive coordinator, most likely. It's not confirmed, but it's, it's headed toward we might be looking for a new defensive coordinator. We'll see how that goes with Sean McVay and Raheem Morris if that happens. But, like I said, McVay and Stafford committed to the 2024 season. We'll see about Aaron Donald. And we'll see what happens over here. Mean with, with the recent coordinator Raheem Morris. Now the Rams did sign 14 players to reserve in future contracts. Some of the notable names is AJ Aji, Logan Bruss. You know some of the key offensive linemen: Mike, Mike, Mike Austin. You know Zach Thomas. Some some names that. You probably, if you've been around Rams Nation, you probably know, but those outside looking in, you probably won't know because most of them is offensive linemen, guys who played the year before because of all the injuries we had and we struggled. But nevertheless, that's the way it is. That's where the Rams go. All right. And then key here's some key dates for the Rams during the offseason, ladies and gentlemen. Starting in February, February, you have the Bobo game where Aaron Donald hooking the cool Matthew Stafford, Carol Williams. Could participate or not participate. I don't think Kyron Williams might not be participating. He might be there, but I don't think he's going to participate with that Bro broken bone in his hand, poking the cool Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. Congratulations to you guys for making a Pro Bowl. Well deserved. Not going to push back. Then you got uh, from February 20th to March 5th, window 14 to designate franchise tags or transit tags on certain players, those who are free agents or restricted free agents, stuff like that. February 7th through March 4th is the NFL Scouting Combine up at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Then March 11th, you know, players and agents will enter to contract talks, negotiations for unrestricted free agents. Okay. But nothing can be officially executed to a new league year. I don't know when the new league year is. Let me see. Uh, that'll be March 13th is the new league year. And then free agency will officially be begin. But you know, two days beforehand, you can start talking and stuff. But it can't be official till March 13th. Okay. So March 11th, you can have your talks, do this, do that, make verbal agreements, should I say? If I'm going to throw some college term verbal agreements. And then March 13th, you can finally make it legit agreements and sign on down the line starting March 13th. March 24th through the 27th is the annual league meeting down in Orlando. Anything for no rules changes, salary updates, stuff like that. That's February and March, April. April 15th, teams with returning head coaches like we would have with Sean McVay can be in off-season workout program. So the fact that we bring Sean McVay back, April 15th, we can be in, we can begin off-season workouts. April 17th, deadline for teams to Time, test, visit, interview, conduct physicals for draft eligible players at their facility. April 19th is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign offer sheets. 
April 24th, the deadline for teams to do their to finish off their uh draft eligible player workout interview, stuff like that. And then April 25th through the 27th is the 2024 NFL draft in Detroit, Michigan. And by the way, we have a first round pick. We have a first round pick. It'll be pick 19. We'll be we'll be the 19th pick. We have a we have our first first round pick since 2016. We almost went 10 years. A whole we almost went a whole decade without a first round pick. And think I'm gonna take this down real quick. I want y'all to think about that. 2016, that's the year we drafted Jared Goff. We traded up to get Jared Goff. From that point forward, we haven't had a first-round pick until 2024. In that time, ladies and gentlemen, we have won, I believe, either three or four NFC West titles. We've been to the Super Bowl twice, won one of them. We've been to the NFC Championship at least three times. And we've been to the playoffs with Sean McVay outside of one, maybe two seasons. That was a hell of a turn with Sean McVay after him and not having a first-round pick. Think about that. We haven't had a first-round pick since we drafted Jared Goff. And then since that time, to, to this season, to this year when we will have a first-round pick, we've been to two Super Bowls, we won one. We have won the division three to four times. We've been to the MC Championship game about three times. Not having a first-round pick. Not having a first-round pick. Think about that. Leslie Sean McVay has done a phenomenal job. Leslie don't give us as much credit as he deserves as an executive. They don't give Leslie the credit that he deserves. They talk about Harry Wilson with Philly. They talk about the GM for Detroit for what he's finally done with the Detroit Lions. Leslie name does not get mentioned enough. They talk about John Lynch and what he did with the San Francisco 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan. Remember, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay got hired in the same year. 2017. 2017. Sean McVay has been to Super Bowl more times than Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has not. Maybe it will change this year because, to be honest, I don't see no team that can stop San Fran in the NFC now. The fact that we're out, the Cowboys are out, and the Eagles are out. And even with those three, it's still, still, still a daunting time to take them out. But it, but those were the three teams that had the best chance of challenging the San Francisco 49 We'll see what Green Bay does. But back to the mission I had. Les Snead does not get the credit he deserves. Les Snead has done a phenomenal job with not having a first-round pick for all these years. Been to the Super Bowl twice, won the Super Bowl, and he got a team that is young as I don't know what. And he's been killing. Les Snead has been killing the draft. Couple, couple, a third round pick. Trevor Crown, Robert Saber, Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Taylor Rapp, who was with the Rams before, before he went to Buffalo. Ernest Jones, I metal linebacker. Okay. Carry on Williams. Puka Nakua, fifth round pick. Kobe Turner. Brian Young. Okay. I ain't even get to the office alignment. Just to show you 
Les Snead has been killing the drop without having a first-round pick. And some years, not even having a second-round pick. There's been years that we had to wait till the third round to start picking. And Les Snead has done a phenomenal job. But y'all don't give Les Snead the credit that he deserves. That man should be in a running for his regular of the year every single year. The fact that he does what he does and did not have a first-round pick to do it with. Imagine that. Eight years. Eight years. And then guess what? He makes the trade for Ron Miller. He makes the trade for OBJ. He makes the trade for Matthew Stafford. When the Rams should not be making some moves because of the cap situation, Leslie finds a way to pull it off. But do people give Leslie the credit that he deserves? No, they don't. Don't even talk about Leslie. When they talk about Zagato, Harry Roseman. This is one of the first names that come out of people's mouth for Philadelphia. Rightfully so, though. He's done a phenomenal job. You got the Jalen Hurts. You trade for AJ Brown. You get Devontae Smith in the draft. Okay, you bring in Devont. You bring in DeAndre Swift. Okay, you bring in uh, Kevin Byer from Tennessee. You you Howard Roseman does some things. But why is he the main one brought up? Why don't why nobody brings up Les Snead? Because Les Snead did a phenomenal job through these eight years of not having a first round pick. Les Snead has done a phenomenal job. Okay, Sean McVay has done a phenomenal job coming in not having first round picks. Just wanted to throw that out there, man, because Lesney deserve his credit, and uh, and he don't get it. Lesney don't get his credit as much credit as he deserves. And now to close it out, here's the month of May. Team from May third to the sixth, or May tenth to the thirteenth, teams can choose to hold their one three day rookie mini counts from Saturday and Sunday, or Saturday to Monday. And then May thirteenth, rookie football development program begins. All right. Then as, as the season winds down, we get to Super Bowl and stuff like that. We'll get the NFL awards, and we'll see when we got the new league beginning on in mid March, and then we'll see when they will release the actual 2024 20, schedule for every team in the National Football League. Uh, real quickly, if I remember correctly, ladies and gentlemen, we know who the opponents are, and I'm gonna go through them one more time. I didn't bring that slide over with me, but I do have it somewhere if I can find it real quick. I do believe we played the NFC North. I know that. Yeah, we played the NFC North. And we played the, I want to say AFC East is on our schedule. That's what I wanted. That's what I'm trying to think. I think that's our schedule. Let's see if I can find it. For you? Uh, here it is. So, yes, we will we'll be playing the NFC North and AFC East. We'll be hosting Green Bay and Minnesota. We go back to Detroit. We go to Chicago. We host Buffalo, Miami. We go to New we go to New Jersey for the Jets, and we go to Foxborough for New England. We host the Eagles at home. We host the Vegas Raiders at home, and we go to the New Orleans Saints. So that's the opponents that we'll be seeing. But what dates do they fall on, and what kind of stretch we gonna have before the bye week, after the bye week, stuff like that? Outside of that, that's all to be determined in May when they release it and whatnot. But outside of that. It's been a hell of a year for the Los Angeles Rams. Wasn't expected to do much by a lot of people who are paid to do what I'm doing, which is talking about sports and football. ESPN, NFL Network, Fox, CBS, NBC, a lot of people work that are paid to do this. Didn't have the Rams doing much or nothing at all. But people like me and Turf Show Times 
believed in this team that this would they would get back to the playoffs. Didn't say they was gonna win the division. Say they'll get to double digit wins. I had eleven. They had ten. They'll get to the playoffs. So enough. Ten to seven. Wild card round loss to the Detroit Lions. So I'm not. Did it hurt? Yes, it does. But I'm not disappointed because it was a hell of a year. Sean McVay's best job as the coach of the Los Angeles Rams. And I can't wait for it to see him. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakul, and his offense get back to it again. We'll see what Aaron Donald does during the offseason if he comes back or not. We will see what happens with Raheem Morris and his head coaching shirts to see if he gets hired as a head coach. Outside of that, it's been a fun year. Season four has been fun. Don't worry. I will be back for season five. And in between time, I will be keeping our eyes out and ears out to see whatever news happens with the Rams. And if something happens that I need to talk about for Ramley Talk, I will bring it to you. But this will wrap up for season four of Ramley Talk. Thank you all for joining in, for listening. Whatever the platform that you listen to, whether it be on YouTube, Facebook, X, for me known as Twitter, LinkedIn, or if you just listen to the audio podcast, whatever on Spotify. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, whatever podcast that you love using. I appreciate y'all that we was able to hit 7,000 downloads for Ramley Talk as a whole. I am very thankful. I will see y'all if any news breaks. But until then, until next time, this is it for Season 4 of Ramley Talk. Looking forward to Season 5 of Ramley Talk. Y'all enjoy the rest of the NFL season there is. And then catch me on Shooting Lights Out, talking basketball. Thank you for tuning in to Ramley Talk. Ramley Talk is sponsored by Fanatics, Lids, and Paramount Plus. Get your favorite sports appeal with Fanatics or Lids, and get great streaming service with Paramount Plus. If you want to donate to the program, you can donate to us via Cash App. Dollar sign D Playmakers. That is again, dollar sign D Playmakers. And remember, you can follow and subscribe to Ramley Talk on all podcast directories, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And those of you who are on Apple, leave us a great review, leave comments on how you feel about Ramley Talk and the episode that you listen to. Tune in again next time for more Ramley Talk, hosted by the Playmate.